Hello and welcome to Market Chat brought to you by Government Marketing University. Market Chat helps to bring clarity to the clutter in government marketing and it's brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. And I must say, I am so excited about what our listeners are going to learn today. It's a topic that is talked about a lot, but it is not talked about in the way that we're going to talk about it today. So I am really excited, first off, to welcome our two guest speakers in the house today. First, we have Helene Johnson, and Helene is president and founder of Bid to Win Consulting, and she specializes in capture management, strategic growth, and training. Welcome, Helene. Thank you. It's nice to be here. And then we also have um, on today's program, Stacy Piper, who is president and founder of Stacy Piper Consulting, who is one of our favorite government marketing gurus out there. So we are very excited also, Stacy, to have you in the house. Good morning, Luann. Thanks for inviting me. And both uh, Helene and Stacy are part of our Government Marketing University faculty. They're both professors at GMARCU. And today we're going to talk all about how you put together a winning team, which Helene's going to give us a little bit more information about. Um, really talking about how to win new business in government and even to win existing business. It takes a village. It takes your entire team. And I'm not going to steal um, her thunder. We'll let her talk about what that means to be an orchestra. But first, let's take just a minute, Helene, and give us a little background on yourself. Okay. Um, I've been in the government um, IT business for um, 26 years, and I've been in the IT market for 38 years. So I've been around for a little while. Um, I've been doing capture management for 16 years. And I now am a consultant. I started my company in October. And I um, specialize, as you said, in capture and strategic uh, new business development. Um, and, uh, and that pretty much sums it up. Well, that's that's awesome. And, and you've got quite a reputation out here in the government marketplace. So we are really honored to have you in the studio with us today for this Market Chat program. Stacey, tell us a little bit about how you got here today. Thanks, Luann. I'm a government marketing practitioner with 25 years experience, and I've held all roles from being a department of one in marketing. Yeah, can't we all relate to that? To huh? being a leader in a department of 30 people managing outside agencies for a billion dollar global brand. And in June last year, I started my own consultancy. But one of the things that helped me get a seat at the table with capture managers and business development teams was from 2010 to 2016, I became an accredited business development trainer for the company I was working for. And in that role, over the course of five years, I trained more than 500 client-facing staff and helped us grow from over 700 million to over 1.2 billion in revenue. Great. So I'm really excited about today's chat. I am too. And the way the program is going to go today is... Um, Professor Johnson will be sharing with us her concept, which is awesome around the orchestra. And it is a concept that she is going to be leading as the uh, department head on Government Marketing University. And it's got a lot of legs. It's got a long-term shelf life. And it's something that our listeners and all of our Government Marketing University students are going to learn a lot from it. So, for example, um, we're broken into a couple of segments today, a total of three to be exact. We're going to talk about developing your orchestra, which is your capture team, and the processes needed for success. And then we're going to go into the roles and responsibilities. And this is the real sweet spot because there's personas right inside of your organizations today that all can play a very key role uh, in making sure that you're getting the wins. And most importantly, because we are talking marketing with Government Marketing University, is make sure if you're a marketer that you are raising your hand and you have a seat at the table in that orchestra because you're, you're instrumental in the success of that. So I'm excited to get started. So Helene, I'm passing the, uh, the baton over to you. Tell us a little bit about how you came up with this training concept of the orchestra and what your vision of it is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Capture, to me, is uh, one, one member of an orchestra team. Uh, we are the leader of the orchestra or the conductor. When uh, an opportunity, when a company is going after an opportunity, they need somebody to take the lead to make sure that all of the different um, aspects of a capture are taken care of. And that's the capture manager's job. We're not experts at any one area, but we are very strong at project management and leading a group. So I came up with this idea of the orchestra 
because all of the members of the orchestra and all of the components of an orchestra have to come together to to make a very good concert. Um, so you, I love that. I love this whole concept. So keep going. Thank you. So to me, the the um, the whole it's the the show or the performance. I equate to a win of a deal. So um, in order to have a good performance, you have to have good music, you have to have a good uh, location, you have to have members doing all different things, you have the instrument players, You sometimes you have singers, um, you have the lights, you have the score, you have all of these different things. And if you don't have music, then you're not going to have a good concert. If you don't have the musicians, again, you'll fail. So without every area of the orchestra working together as a team, your your chances of having a successful performance or, in our case, a win, um, your probability of winning goes way down if not eliminated. So um, I've developed this training and this concept to show that it takes a whole orchestra together to um, to be successful. And I break down who who has which roles and, and why everything is needed to work together. So that's the idea of the That's orchestra. the premise of the orchestra, mm-hmm. which, which I think is really going to catch on. I think as we start really marketing um, this concept to the government, federal IT space, everybody can latch onto this. Everybody can understand. Everybody can understand their roles. And I know throughout my years of marketing, especially when I worked for big companies, I would always demand a seat at the table. And that would be one of the first tips to offer today to marketers is make sure you are at the table and Mm -hmm. understanding um, what programs that your company is going after or what. And we'll talk more about this near the end with Stacy as well. But what programs are coming up for renewal and all that stuff. So I want marketers to really pay attention today because they're going to just get just great information. And what brought me to work with you, Luann, and the other marketing folks around town is that that is something that I find missing in most organizations. Um, when I ask to, when I have a capture and I ask for a marketing person to attend the capture meetings and even the qualification meeting, generally, some of the response I get is, well, they're responsible for the website or they're responsible for the tactics, not yeah, the strategy. Exactly. And I am not a marketing person. I don't, I, I am not creative like that. Like I know that I want a picture with, with clouds and the trees and the birds, but I have no idea how to draw it. So um, as part of the, the, the team, I need, we need creativity. We need people to think outside the box. The other thing that's really important and the reason that we need marketing is because um, the the way that the market is right now for industry, it's very, very difficult for us to differentiate ourselves from, from each other. I mean, you know, each company does uh, the same thing. You know, if you're a cyber company, you do cyber. Mm-hmm. You can be a cyber company of a big company or a cyber company of a little company, but you still do cyber um, or software development or, or whatever. You might have a couple certifications that are different. But at the end of the day, we're all the same. And we're very similar, and we, we all go after the same people for programs. So if you're going after a new program, you may want to uh, hire the incumbents. And so why it's not necessarily always the company that uh, the government's buying, it's the people. Yes. So we have to be able to differentiate ourselves, and we have to be able to brand ourselves to be different. It's always, at the end of the day, capture people always ask the same question. Why us and not them? And in your proposal, you have to explain why they should pick you and nobody else. Well, 90% of it is differentiation of branding, and it's how you sell yourself. It's how you present yourself. And that whole area of marketing is just missing in many, many companies, and we have to stop that. We have to as you said, make marketing a seat at the table. They are a very important part of the capture team. And that's what I want to stress. I love it. Yeah. Stacy, I'm glad to hear this because it was hard for marketing to get a seat at the table in many of the um, companies I've been in. But the other thing that I've heard as an increasing trend is with um, government agency representatives not wanting to spend as much time with government contractors or limiting access, especially when an RFP is imminent. And um, marketing can really help 
overcome hurdle those hurdles and their limited attendance to events and things where traditionally capture teams got a lot of traction. Yes, that's that's spot on. And and I think as we lead into what this orchestra looks like for federal IT organizations, um, what you're both saying is spot on. And, and what it makes me think about is while the conductor is the uh, the orchestra leader and that's the capture manager, boy, the person that's keeping the songbook up to date can be the marketer, right? Mm -hmm. That's the messaging. And that's making sure that everybody in your company and your partners, if you're an OEM and you have channel partners, making sure that they understand the message and what everybody is marching to. Mm -hmm. And I think that that where we're headed with this whole concept of the orchestra is really, really spot on. Great. All right. You have something else to say before we move to the actual training? Let's talk about training. So um, as we're going through some pieces now, obviously, listeners, we're not going to do the whole course today because we'd be here for a while. So we want to hit really on the hot topic so that as you're listening today, you're learning something um, with the understanding that you can always learn more um, through Government Marketing University. But I want to talk about the steps that you have seen, uh, Helene, as you've been building out your program around the orchestra. For example, methods of research. So let's talk about, I believe what you're saying is that's first step. You need to research. Is that accurate, what you're saying? So let's talk about what that means. Okay. Well, you know, in business development, and Capture is part of business development, and so is marketing, and everything is business development, uh, at least what we're discussing today. Uh, There are two things that have to happen. Before you go after a deal, you have to find the deal. Before you find the deal, you have to plan what deals you want to go after. So uh, for the account planning is the first phase of the of the course and in that phase we have to research uh, we have to research what what we do what our company does and who's buying or who needs what we do so we have to research the different agencies and that are uh, focused on our core capabilities and we have to research uh, not just their budget we have to know who they are what they do what they want to buy Um, And then we have to understand who's selling to them. So we need to understand our competition. And we have to research all of that. So the methods of research um, that come into play at this phase are uh, free websites. So there's a lot of government free websites out there. Um, And we'll have all those listed on GMARCU when we roll out this training. Right. And you may may be aware that uh, GSA has their um, IAE, which has... SAM.gov, FBO, FPDS, all of these free websites have a plethora of information. The problem with them are you have to know how to aggregate all of the information. You have to know where to find it, and then you have to relate it to other information that you find. That is extremely time-consuming, very costly, and um, it's difficult. It really is difficult to do. So... We have to find other ways to find that information, and that would be through association support. It would be through um, conferences. It would be through word of mouth and relationships. So that's how we do our research. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, you know, it's 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 interesting. And don't we love when things all just come together, right? So what's coming together here very clearly for me within the marketing's role of your orchestra is agency-based marketing. That's the big buzzword today. We're all talking about it. We've done a lot of training on agency-based marketing. So a way that marketing can help the capture manager and your orchestra team is a lot of times we have already done a lot of that research because we are doing marketing for a particular agency. I wonder how many organizations have done an agency-based marketing campaign on a particular government agency while the same time the capture manager BD team are off on a um, an actual RFI RFP, the two are not talking and not sharing information. And so that's really the the key to this whole orchestra training is bringing together these these individuals so that you you said yourself it takes time it takes money. I bet you organizations have a lot of that information in house, but they're not talking, they're not sharing. And I think this is especially true for remote employees companies that are even in different states on different sides of the country. So um, I think there's a whole other piece to this with your orchestra of talking about best practices for communicating the information that you may already have. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's really key. All right. Well, we've got a couple more minutes in this segment. So what I'd like to close up with on that is um, 
having some final thoughts around the research. So it, you talked about bringing it together, um, studying the customer, and really understanding what is needed for this RFI, RFP solution. Any other closing comments on that topic? Um, I think just that, you know, we need it for RFI, we need it for RFP, but we also need it for qualifying the deals, which we're going to talk about in the training, and we need it for the account planning. So this is a constant a constant method that we have to do account of research and 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 you have to use every resource possible not just online data but relationships and just um, word of mouth and also teaming and and there's just a plethora of information that we can get from all these different sources and that's a key to winning new business communicating you know communicating and and coming together face to face it's almost a novel idea anymore right coming together in a conference room having marketing at the table as well and having conversations about this all right well boy this first segment went so quick we uh we have so much to talk about which is why we're having this radio program today and why we know that there's so much information that we can provide to you our listeners as we go through this so um, time to take a quick break so again this is Luann Brossman and I am your host of Government Marketing University's Market Chat where we bring you government marketing hot topics exciting guests as we have today in the studio and innovative ideas on government marketing you are listening to Market Chat bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing. Brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman, president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMARCU activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing. Welcome back to Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. I am your host, Luann Brossman, and today we are talking with two experts in the capture manager and how marketing and other roles in your organization can best work to ensure that your company is getting the wins that you want in the government marketplace. We're talking about how, um, in this next segment, the different roles that come into play because every single person in your organization is already vested. But let's talk about how uh, they can get excited and you can get them excited with winning proposals and winning uh, bids that are going out. So I'd like to welcome back um, to the program today, Helene Johnson. She's the president and founder of Bid to Win Consulting. Welcome. Thank you. And I also like to welcome back Stacy Piper, who is the president and founder of Stacy Piper Consulting. Welcome back. Thank you. So I uh, this first uh, segment today was so exciting and so enlightening and as we, we talked about earlier, there's so much information. So we are going to try for our listeners sake today to provide as much information as we possibly can um, so that it's it's worth your while listening, but making sure that we back all of this up with a very thorough training class that will be rolling out at Government Marketing University over the next couple of months. In this next portion, um, I'm excited that Helene is going to talk about the roles. There is all the different roles in your organization and what their real requirements are and how they can best help the capture manager, i.e. the orchestra conductor, to win new business. So, Helene, I'm going to turn this over to you as our professor and talk about how these roles can partake. Great. Thank you. So um, we were talking earlier about uh, research and about the different um, ways to get information and why you need that. And that's in order to plan your accounts and also to figure out what opportunities that you may be going after. Um, the business development person in an organization is responsible to qualify a deal. So before we even get to um, choosing which opportunities we want to go after, we have to make sure that we actually can win the work and that it's work that we want to win. So the business of own person has to find the opportunities, they have to qualify them, and they have to be able to convince themselves and the company that we should go after it and we can win it. Once they do that, it becomes a capture. If it's qualified, it becomes a capture. And that's where the orchestra really kicks in because uh, you have the orchestra leader who is the capture manager, but you have so many other people that need to participate in order to win the work. 
You know, this is this. Uh, yay. This is great. Can you give a little bit more information on business development? Does that also at times include sales? It's, you know, you yes. hear a lot of companies say everybody's a business development person, right? Everybody should be out looking for new opportunities. This also includes um, our channel partners mm -hmm. that might be looking for those opportunities for us. Sure. So um, I'm sure with your best practices, how do you see it working best from a business development and a sales perspective? Is it something they discuss in weekly meetings? What's some best practices around bringing that information back into the house? Well, let me first by start explaining the difference between sales and business development. Right. Um, sales, and I'm just going to do generally speaking, you find sales more in a product company where they actually have to go out and sell products uh, as a VAR or as their own uh, product vendors. Um, where business development folks, they usually don't have the, they don't have that quick quota that they, you know, they, they have, they go after those long-term contracts. They are all about building the relationships. Business development people are the are the voices, the eyes, and the ears of our customer for us. For I the love rest that. Of the company. That's a great term for They're that. They're the outside people, not the inside people. If you give a business development person an office with a window, you're wasting a business an office with a window because they shouldn't be there. They should be walking the halls. They should be out with these customers. They should be talking to teammates. They are the eyes and the ears. Where salespeople, they go out. They sell whatever product they have, they check it off and they keep selling and selling. Business development people, it's all about relationships. Now, uh, what you were asking about what information they bring back, they are the ones that bring back what the customer really wants. Who is the customer? What do they really want to buy? Do you want, If we try to sell them a Volkswagen and they want a bicycle, then we've, we're going to lose. So the, and the customer, as Stacy was saying, the customer's not always open to see us. So we have to rely on the business development person's relationship with the customer and with industry um, as a whole so we know who's also selling to this customer and such. I love it. And you know, especially you think about some of these amazing business development executives um, that are on the market today that are all former military former government employees. They're just a wealth of knowledge. And I would recommend to our marketers listening today, get to know them, talk to them, pick their brains because they are a wealth of knowledge. And I promise you, they'll want to share that information with you. Right. Okay, great. All right, Helene, moving okay. on to your next role. All right. So um, once we've qualified the deal, the capture manager becomes the leader of the orchestra. Um, I say that not as a for an ego thing, it's because you have to have somebody. Somebody has to be in charge, right? And if our job, the capture manager's job, is to win the deal, if we don't win the deal, the capture manager is responsible. I mean, yes, it took a team, but the capture manager really does need to um, stand up and be and take the blame or take the hit. Now, if we do win, the capture manager plans plans the win party. Um, and then the capture manager goes on to the next capture. Right. So probably um, before the win party even happens. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So the capture manager is the conductor. We set up the meetings. We facilitate everything. We make sure that everybody gets along. We're the bad guys. Uh, lots of times we say we have to have thick skin because uh, I've been on captures where there have been mutinies against the capture manager. Well, you know, it's funny because the image of the orchestra and the orchestra conductor has his. The. Baton. Baton. Right. Uh, you know, I love that. That's a good tchotchke to get for capture managers, right? It is a we'll good get tchotchke batons. for a capture manager. It is. Uh, and tchotchke is a giveaway, by the way, for, for those of you that don't know Yiddish. Um, and I don't know how to spell it, though. Um, so the, the capture manager is ultimately responsible. And we are, uh, we're really strong at facilitation. And we're strong at organization change and getting and having people work together. And we also, there's the art of capture and the science of capture. The art of capture is um, is harder to teach, but I will be teaching it. But the science of capture is the capture plan and the capture uh, black hat and all the things that we do. It, it explains what you do and when. But the uh, art of capture is more, um, those are things that we learn. Those are things that we learn from losing and learn from winning and learn from doing it over and over again. Yeah, and great term, too. I love the, the term of art of capture. I right. love that. It's difficult to teach the art of capture. That you learn from bumping your knees and falling down a lot. So I would say any of you out there listening today that um, are early in your career or maybe even not so early in your career, but you think that you would like to be a capture manager, 
hook yourself up with with some capture managers that have been doing this for a long time as a mentor Mm -hmm. and they can just be a real support for them and to teach them yes Okay, so I've already talked to you about business development and sales. So um, the business development person is in the lead at the beginning because uh, they have to qualify the deal. And then they become uh, a member of the capture team and a support because they still always have to be the eyes and the ears and the voice of the customer. They're the ones that go back and the capture team will say, um, feed them, uh, you know, go shape this deal. Go tell the customer this. Go find this out. Go whatever. (laughs) Um, And... And they get the information from the capture team, but how to shape that message, how to uh, disseminate that message generally will come from the marketing area. Exactly. You would hope in a perfect world. And we're going to start building a perfect world because we're talking about how to do that today. And And that's a marketer's strength is to be able to help with that messaging. I'm going to give you an example, a very quick example of um, uh, was recently doing running a capture and we wanted to brand the team. We wanted to be able to show to the customer, hey, we are uh, the prime and here is our teammates and uh, we want to get them to know that uh, we wanted the customer to get us to know us way before the bid was ever put in. Because we wa- first we want to get some feedback from the customer. Did we pick the right teammates? Mm. And the only way to do that is to brand the team. So um, we wanted to have a logo that uh, that we could give to the customer just in a white paper or just walking by we didn't want to give away too much because we don't want our competition to know everything and so we got the marketing people with us and we said come up with a logo that taught that kind of brands our team and not the logo of our company the logo of our team yeah because marketers just start shaking thinking no we exactly. have a brand and so so like the, an icon an, an identifier okay and so the 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 the, the, gr- the graphics people the marketing folks we're frozen. Well, what do you want? And we were like, we don't know what we want. We just know we want it. Think of it like an ad ca- campaign. Come in and give us a few choices. Like, imagine this, imagine that. And then we could tell you which one that we like. And uh, it took a while to unfreeze their thoughts, realizing that this is really cool. I can think outside the box and use everything I learned in school and use all my imagination. And they came up with some great ideas and we actually used them to brand the team. I could not have done that myself and my technical people couldn't have done it we needed the creativity of the marketing people great example we'll hear more of those today i'm sure yes and then uh some other roles uh you have the technical leader and the management leader those are the people that actually the technical leader is the technical SME. they're the ones that come up with the solution what are we actually selling um it doesn't have to be an it deal it's whatever we're selling the people that understand the guts of what we're selling the the actual work of it or the actual product, they're the technical leader. And they would generally be the ones that are responsible for the solutioning and the development of the technical response. Uh, We have the program leader. Generally, the program leader is responsible for the management and they're responsible for the staffing and they're responsible for the recruiting. They're going to own this when when, when, when we win it. So they have to be the voice of how they want to run the program and who they want to work it. And how early do you bring in a program manager normally? The program leader, the program leader and the program manager are a little different. Uh, the program manager is the person that's going to manage the program once we win it, but the program leader is the one that owns it. It's generally somebody above the program manager, somebody that's an operational lead, and they are they are brought in at the qualification level. Okay. They are brought in before the captures in ever started. In a perfect started. world. In a perfect world. Now, in a perfect world, you do qualification. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we go after deals lately that the RFP drops, and then we're not doing capture, we're doing proposal. But when you want to do capture, you bring them in before you, when it's qualified. They have to say, we, we want to win this work. If we win this work, we want it because we can we can run it. If they say, well, if we win this work, we're going to lose money, or if we win this work, we're going to lose other work, so we'll be OCI'd out, then... That's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, one of the things, and, and this is great, this is such great information, but I'm sure others um, listening, as I'm thinking, setting here is, wow, this is a perfect world and this this is great, but a lot of companies are small. So I'm assuming in a lot of companies, there are multiple hats, right? Yes. By individuals. Right. And so I just want to make sure that we're, we're bringing clarity to that, that we're not recommending that you must have unique people for each of these roles in a perfect world, yes, but we don't live in a perfect world. So if you're a small organization, um, the steps are the same. 
Right. Right. And we'll be publishing these steps. Um, the process is the same. The process is the same. I think for um, what I'm finding now that I'm out on my own is uh, I'm mainly working with smaller companies and I come from large companies. Um, and the, the beauty is that the smaller companies, the people know how to do these multiple roles and they're, they're anxious to do them. They know how they know how to run it technically. They're also managing the program, and they also are responsible for pricing, and they do their own recruiting. But they still look for somebody to come in that understands the whole picture, the art and the science of capture. And I got to tell you, I think that's where um, I'm finding my clients is they understand the need for that professional expert to come in and make sure that the orchestra leader will lead their small band. Right. Oh, I like that. So the orchestra, we also have a small band because we, we live in different worlds. I right. love that. Small band. So Good. I'm just going to wrap up. Uh, the other, there are some other positions. Um, there's the researcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about researching earlier. And of course, we need contracts to make sure that we do everything and, legal. And I want to go back to research for a second because we touched based earlier around agency-based marketing. I think this is a great place for marketers and the team to come together because Pretty good odds are the marketer has some of that research already. So I would encourage our listeners that are doing these capture teams, reach out. Um, And this is another area that uh, when we think about the channel and you think about two-tier and three-tier distribution, see if your distributor can help you with that. There's some Mm -hmm. awesome uh, distributors out there today that have really strong research competitive analysis. So, you know, don't ever feel like you have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You know, there are ways to help and ways to get information. I think that's also a way of building networking relationships. Agree. The other thing that, that we use marketing for, um, marketing people generally can see the the company at the, at the uh, thousand foot level. Correct. They know what everybody's doing versus what we people in programs only know what the program people are doing. So we use them for past performance. We go to them and say, ah. what what do we do elsewhere in the company? And the marketing people are usually the, have all of that knowledge. Yes. So, and you know what? I'm going to stop you there for a minute because uh-huh. we want to come back to that. That's a big topic in our next uh, next discussion around marketing, past performance. I have some ideas around that. And I'm sure Stacy does I, as well. In the interest of time, let me just tell you that there are three other positions that we have. Uh, there's contracts. They keep us out of trouble, make sure we don't do anything stupid. Uh, That's make important. Sure that we do everything legal yes. and follow the FAR. Um, there is the um, program, the proposal management and their team. We need them. When that RFP comes out, they're, they, they're in the lead. And they should be brought in early. Don't wait until the RFP comes out. They should be brought in the capture team when we do our wind theming and we do all of our information. And I would gathering. suspect they'll appreciate that because you hear that they are the beat up, burning the midnight oil team, right? Exactly. They are. And the last one is recruiting. Recruiting is very important that we uh, make sure that they also are brought in early enough, not necessarily the very beginning, but when we first start having to look for key personnel and staffing, uh, we need the recruiting people to understand what we're actually going after and who and when. Okay. So there's your roles and responsibilities. That, th- that's great. And again, listeners, we will be having all of this available to you on Government Marketing University when we have our orchestra training by Professor Johnson. All right, so we need to take a break. Um, So this is Luann Brossman. I'm your host of Government Marketing University Market Chat, where we are bringing you government marketing hot topics, exciting guests, and innovative ideas on government marketing. You are listening to Market Chat, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman, president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next-generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMarku activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing. Welcome back to Market Chat, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. I am your host, Luann Brossman, and today we are talking to two industry experts, and we are having a great conversation talking about insight into winning new government business, and specifically on this next segment, how marketers are, are a very important role in winning new business for your, uh, your company as you sell into not only federal, but state and local as well. 
Um, I know one of the things that I have found out throughout my career when I worked for different technology companies is I had to physically show up. Um, there were times I would be invited you know, to the table, and we've spoken about this, but it is imperative, listeners, that you are involving your marketing individuals, your marketing leaders, even your marketing tactical individuals, because they know where you are for the shows that you're doing and all the tactical activities, but make sure you're inviting them to the table. And that's what we're going to talk about now with Stacy Piper. Um, Stacy has many, many years doing this and has some real successes. But before we go there, just to set the tone, I'd like to go back to Helene for one quick story because Helene shared a story with me recently and I was like, oh my gosh, I have been doing government marketing for many, many, many years and I never thought about this idea. So I want this idea shared with our listeners today. So Helene, talk about that idea. Okay. Um, so I had a, I was uh, working on a capture years and years ago and uh, we were the incumbent for a deal and we wanted to be able to win the recompete. Um, and we had really big companies going after this and we were really concerned about um, they were bigger than us and we were concerned could they could they outshine us and how could we get across the idea that uh, we were the ones that they should pick again. And so we were working with our marketing people and we were brainstorming and we came up with the fact that somebody said, well, but we're ready to go now. Nobody else can say that they're ready to go now. And we all had this, this, this excited look on our face and our marketing person said, well, well, then why don't we let them know that we're ready now? So we decided, okay, how are we going to do that without showing our, our where to our competition? And so we decided to come up with a lanyard and the lanyard didn't have anybody's logo on it. It just said ready now. And we gave that lanyard out and this was for the Pentagon. So we gave the lanyard out to everybody at the Pentagon and it didn't matter who it was. We just had thousands of them and we just kept handing them out. Well, it turned out that our competition was wearing the ready now. Oh, I love that. It turned out that the government people were wearing ready now. Everybody was wearing the ready now logo. Um, and the exciting thing is that we didn't realize that ready now could be taken a lot of different ways. So, uh, the younger people would come up to each other and say, Hey, you ready to go to lunch? And people would say, yeah. And they show their lanyard and say, we're ready now. Well, then the women and the men started flirting with each other. They were ready now. And I mean, it became like a, a brand of ready now, but nobody knew what ready now was. And uh, we just let this go and we kept it a secret. And when we did our proposal, the front of our proposal said, we're ready now. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, Brilliant. It, it's team whatever. And um, we won. And uh, they at the uh, debrief, they said, it, because you guys were ready now. And and then we called, I took pleasure in calling my competitor, my com competition capture manager and said, hey, thanks for wearing our logo. Um, I love and it. it. That a, is marketers. A, yeah. Hold on to that thought. Yeah. Awesome idea. Okay. All right. So Stacy, um, really excited to talk to you about marketing because you've got a lot of experience and, and our listeners are going to learn a lot from you. So let's kind of just jump right in. Uh, from your perspective, what are some key areas that you feel that marketers need to pay attention to where they can help the capture manager as they're conducting their orchestra for a new win or a, a rebid? Yeah. Um, one of the things that that I think is the best practice for government marketers is to attend pipeline review meetings and gate reviews. And really there, you need to listen. And you need to listen to the as-is situation. You need to review the step review or gate review documents so you understand how your company might be perceived in advance of the bid, what areas you might be you might need to work on, or that you may have to differentiate yourself from an incumbent or another possible competitor and ask a lot of questions. I find that when I'm at the table as a government marketer within the capture team, sometimes everyone in the room assumes the other person is on it or knows the answer. And when you come in as a marketer, you have that freedom to ask questions that may unearth something that everyone thought someone else knew about. I've had situations where the, you know, ex-government business development executive and the technical SME and the capture manager all assumed someone else knew why we were going about something a certain way. And it wasn't until I asked the question that we had a really rich discussion on it mm -hmm. and could take the bull by the horns. Wow. 
That yeah, it, again goes back invite your friendly marketing manager to the table. Um, so you, marketers are busy. Everybody in the orchestra is busy. Uh, how do we as marketers define which capture, which meetings we should be invited to? Is there just new bids? I mean, what have you found in your experience and you can offer to our listeners about where the marketer should go? Because by no means are we telling marketers to add a lot more meetings to their plate that is already very full. Right, right. That's a great question. And I get to ask that a lot. As as a capture manager or a business development leader, I would say that you want to invite your strategic marketer to every pipeline review and gate review and let them decide which so are the right capture meetings. What's a gate review? Tell our listeners what a gate review is. So gate reviews um, in the, the vocabulary that I'm using here is when the business development and technical teams come together and decide which bids they will qualify and pursue and which they might no bid. Okay. Yeah. So that's all part of that decision. Helene? Oh, I was going to say, um, I agree 100%. And I think it's important that uh, uh, everyone's represented at these gate reviews. And the gate review um, is where is also where senior management decides where they want to play. And and this is the presentation of of the the deal and and that's it's very important that you all have a seat at the table so thank you and then just to to dive back into that question about just new bids versus um, other kinds of bids i've been able to successfully partner with capture teams to improve our positioning on recompetes on takeaways and on new business so and even on task order sales. So it it doesn't matter. Everyone should be invited to the discussion, regardless of the type of bid. It may turn out that marketing doesn't have a role in a specific opportunity, but we should look at it for everyone. I couldn't agree more. Okay, great. Um, let's talk a little bit about synergies. You know, synergies are, and this goes obviously hand in hand with what we're talking about today. But from your 20 plus years experience in this market, I think our listeners can learn a lot from you about where you see the real synergies between a capture team and a government marketer. Great. I want to start by talking, going back to what we were talking about in the last segment with research. And so there's a lot of knowledge from across the firm and within ongoing marketing programs and campaigns that that create the first synergy, I think. And so when we're talking about qualitative synergies, I think first of what marketing calls buyer personas. So if we're doing account-based marketing or agency-based marketing like you were talking about, we've like marketing has likely already partnered with the technical SMEs to and the the business development executives to develop personas to understand who those government buyers and decision makers are. And the benefits that your product or solutions or services offer them. Exactly. And it even goes as far as understanding their demographics, their psychographics, how they consume content, et cetera. So that's really helpful. And then marketing also has access to a lot of technology these days. Um, they talk about what's called a MarTech stack. And so we can have a lot of quantitative data that can help the capture team as well. We have access and knowledge of the CRM system and all the interactions that individuals from that agency and account are having with our emails and our website and our social media channels on a, a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And we can also scan all the social platforms to see what our key influencers and decision makers are sharing and commenting on, who they're following, and we can see what possibly competitors or incumbents are talking about as well. Yes, Helene. That, and that comes in great for um, when I talked about the um, art of the, I'm sorry, the science of capture. You know, we do black hats for competitive analysis. And and if you have information, if the marketing people have information to help us do briefing books and help us study our competitors, that's awesome. Because in a lot of companies, we have to start from scratch or we have to hire consultants. So that's very good. And we also do a customer analysis 
Some people call it customer black hat. And it's exactly what you're talking about. We have to understand the whole makeup of the customer. And if marketing has that information or can get that information, that's great. I can guarantee you most companies have never thought of using marketing for that information. So that's, that's excellent. You know, I have always taught that um, as a marketer, my customer is not the government. My customer is the sales organization. My primary role is to make sure sales has everything they need. And under sales, it encompasses the BD, the capture, the the VPs of federal sales, all of that. But that better be who your customer is. And I think companies can get themselves in a little flipped up bad situation if they're not thinking that way. Um, Real quick, before we leave this topic, the other big, big synergy I see is around messaging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, like Helene was just giving the example of a a message that that became a win theme within her within her proposal that she submitted. If you have marketing at the table for your win theme development sessions and they can carry that through to messaging that goes across the company's owned channels, if that's appropriate. So the website, the social media channels, any any earned, owned, paid advertising, all of that can wrap around and support the entire positioning for the capture. Yeah, I, another thing that came to mind while you were talking about the messaging is in, in today's terminology, we hear a lot about snackable content. And I think that that's an area that marketers can help as well. Um, moving forward, we're hearing a lot more talk, a lot more interest around video proposals audio proposals. And I think that's an area that marketers can step up right away and educate the capture manager and the capture team on perhaps some other ways of providing proposals, taking a look and to see if this particular proposal effort might have an opportunity to provide some video. Boy, your marketers, you definitely want them involved in that. Um, I recently had um, a customer that did a typical proposal But in front of that proposal, in the spiral bound, they told most all of the information that was pertinent, but they told it in an infographic. And they were told later, and they won the opportunity, they were told later that the actual win was because of that. They could see what they needed to see very quickly, very easily, versus going through the 50 to 100 to 200 pages of copy. So I would think that would be a good tip um, for our listeners today. Um, and what you're touching on is the whole pre-program marketing, getting out in front. So really great advice. Thank you. I also want to just talk about the ability to get content and messages, socialize teams, et cetera, outside of that personal one-on-one relationship if needed. So if that customer won't talk to your people, if it's if the RFP is too imminent, if it's a takeaway and the incumbent's in there and you can't safely get in there and share your information. I've I've been parts of capture teams where we've done digital targeting on various social media platforms where that government buyer is known to frequent. Love it. We've we've served up content in a way that they can interact with our content on a neutral platform so that you can still get your messages in front. And I've even had to change and shift perception. Like we've, I've, I've supported teams before where they knew and loved the, the firm, but they didn't believe the firm to be expert in that capability or technical area that was being bid. And so you have to do different things to socialize that you are an expert there, even so far as doing recruitment marketing to help position that you, in fact, have those kinds of people. So it's what I love about working marketing for capture is that you can be really creative and you can go outside of the normal marketing tactics that you use daily and create something specifically for that puzzle Yes, I love that. And, you know, I don't think there are any stats out there, but I bet you if there were, it would show a higher win win rate for having the graphical look and feel. Yep. All right. So we are just about out of time. And what I'd like to do is kind of have some closing points. So, um, Stacey, do you have a closing point you'd like our audience to leave with today? I would say that in addition to bringing marketing in early, if you miss that deadline – 
there's still things marketing can never do too late. to help. So, you know, if that bluebird opportunity drops and you decide to go for an RFP that you haven't been tracking, that you haven't been working, you can still do things via email and on your website to validate your proposal and socialize the key staff you're bidding, even when your team has the RFP in-house and they're responding and the 30 days or so that the government is evaluating your RFP response. So it's never too late, but definitely six to 12 months is the ideal. Helene, closing thoughts for today. I've learned a lot today. (laughs) And my closing thought is um, it's validated what I've always thought, which is um, it does take the, the whole orchestra idea Uh, somebody has to be there advertising when the shows are and why someone should come see our orchestra versus going to see a a theater presentation or go to hear a concert from a rock star. Um, So we need marketing people. And I also learned even more from listening to Stacey and yourself, Luann, is that this is a way for us to even do Capture Better. And it's just one more member that we need in our orchestra. And that's what we want. That's what Government Marketing University wants to bring to our audience. So thank you, our listeners. Thank you to our great guests today, Helene and Stacy. Thank you for joining us on Federal News Radio Market Chat today. I'm Luann Brossman, and I'm your host of Government Marketing University Market Chat, where we bring you government marketing hot topics, exciting guests, and innovative ideas on government marketing. You've been listening to Market Chat bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing, brought to you by Government Marketing University on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. This is Luann Brossman, president and founder of Government Marketing University. To support next generation government marketers, we continue to expand our offerings to include more training, networking events, and professional development programs. Go to gmarku.com, that's gmarku.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter and see a calendar of all of our upcoming GMarkU activities. Government Marketing University, bringing clarity to the clutter in government marketing.